This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call us, text us to 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet us at Double Tap Canada and find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite Double Tappers. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott, back with you once again for another week of technology talk and discussion. I have that man, Mark Afalalalalo, over there. Hello. Hello. Why did I get bad billing over Sean? Why did I get first? I, I don't know. It's kind Is of like left to right in front of me on my screen here. So you're first. It's me. No, obviously. but I'm, I'm always first. And I don't, you know, I don't feel like I should have billing <gasps> above Sean. Mark, that, that's what makes you the guy that you are. You are just delicious. Thank you. Yes, I agree. Oh, me yeah. First. Sean Priest is here as well. Hi, Sean. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now I've got the chokes. You see, I don't know what to say. That's why Mark's always first. I, I can see. You. Hello. Can I prom- can I promote something for a second? You can do it because you it want. involves it involves the three of us here. Oh. Is that we recently took a trip to uh, Regina, Saskatchewan? Yes. All of us. Uh, where did we go, Sean? We went to Saskatchewan. No. Saskatchewan. Sask- we, le- we learned very quickly that uh, Sean Sask- can't pronounce Saskatchewan, Sask- which Saskatchewan. is very, which is very Saskatchewan. I don't wow. know what the one, and it's, it's it's the end. Uh, we had a we had a great trip. Um, we recorded two town halls, so one hour special editions of Double Tap TV, which are going to be airing in the next couple of weeks. <gasps> the first one is going to be the second week of of July, second week of July, first week of July. So in in, in two weeks' time. So uh, do check that out on AMI TV. That we had we had a good time. It was a lot of fun. That was great. I don't know about you guys, but I I approached it. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of public speaking. You, you, which is funny because I sit here and do radio and TV, but it's different when you're in front of an audience, you know, that that's physically there in the room. And, and I don't know what it is about that, but uh, I had a really good time. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed doing both of your makeup. Yeah, that was that I was did. probably one of the highlights. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I liked it as, as we were on camera. I did point out that I did have a spot and um, Mark luckily had a makeup bag. With him, which was, I had a whole kit. I had a kit revelation. With notes from my wife. She told me exactly what to do. So uh, I should have had that to the credits. Makeup provided by Wendy <laughs> Kaufman. Actually, but, yes, uh, exactly. But I didn't. I didn't. I didn't <gasps> end up doing that. And you know what was really fun it was in in editing these, and we're still actually doing putting the final final touches on these these town halls. Still, still um, editing two weeks on, right? Okay, that's that's not a good sign. That's really not. A good no, sign. no, just just final touches. I wanted to. I want them to be as perfect as they possibly can be. Because you know what, you're you're in a hotel in a ballroom. There's limitations and there's things you have to deal with after the fact that you don't realize when you're in in the heat of the moment and uh and i decided that we're going to throw in some of the bloopers uh oh, of okay. our, our screw-ups which is always fun oh. um towards the end of the second one so if you if you are gonna uh, you know tune into the town halls uh do stick in to the very end of the second town hall if you want to see those bloopers they're really fun and we will we will post them to social media just to give you guys some giggles at home it's kind of fun especially with Sean trying to say Saskatchewan. What is it? Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Is it got an N on the end or not? Yes, there's an N at the end. Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Not how you pronounce it. Oh, my God. Well, go on then, Stephen. Saskatchewan. There you go. Thank you. That's he, it. No, he, just, he mumbled it. That's not, I say I'm pronouncing it properly. Saskatchewan. Oh yeah, you're you're pronouncing it properly. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's, is that how that's exactly working? Right. It was fun. I gotta say, and I loved I loved the audience. I mean, amazing. If you were there, fantastic. Absolutely, they amazing. were so much Thank better you. than last week's. I mean, really, oh, they, they were. were gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Uh, well, listen, it was a great time. We had a wonderful time. Looking forward to seeing the final edits of the show, <laughs> the final versions on TV on AMI TV, a television near you. And that was another was doing, thing, I, I, actually, in the hotel because yes. they were uh, they had televisions in the hotel rooms. Amazingly enough, you've got everything in that there, Canada. But you could actually watch <laughs> AMI TV. Exactly, it was top of the bill as well. It was on TV, Stephen. I don't yeah, know. If you that, know. Are you aware? You guys of are very cute. It's so cute to watch you guys. Well, no, you just, know, it was weird. You. <laughs> I think. I think what's funny is he, he's just figured out that the TV channel we we work with. It's on television. Have you just yeah, figured exactly. this out? Yeah, but no, you'd think that it's always just the a word co- TV after it might be an indicator of yeah, some but kind. No, no, it's always been a faraway concept. But now it was there in front of me in my hotel room. I got a little bit of a chill, I won't deny. Yes. Sorry, carry um, on. 
Okay, well, there we go. I mean, I don't really know what to say to that, to Do be you honest, but in. there you go. Uh, news just in. <laughs> news just in. TV channel is on television. Uh, but yes, uh, it, was a, it was a good time. It was a really, really good time. Uh, Sean and I are back on our travels next week. Um, yes. Because we are going to be travelling to Site Village, uh, the UK event, uh, not quite as big as CSUN or CES, no. but it's uh, it's a good event to get along to in the UK because you get to find out what's new in the world of assistive tech, and uh, you know we're really kind of leaning into the specialist tech here. Although interestingly, Amazon are going to be there. So that's, uh, that's <gasps> are they? I can stalk them. Yes. I'm coming for you, Amazon. I love you. I want a free Echo thing because yes. I've only got 800 of them already. Correct. I'll need to annoy need my wife. I need more echoes in the house. Exactly, that's right. So we're going to get uh, we're going to get down there to Birmingham, uh, which is uh, in the West Midlands of England. We figured this out ourselves, by the way, Mark. We we did did our own geography test. Um, we learned that England is is in England, and Birmingham yep. is also in England. Wow! So, and, and, and how are you going to do this travel? How are you doing all this travel without me coordinating all this I stuff? Have no like, idea. Are you going to be okay? I, I have no idea. And, and and I have to say, this country at the moment is going through a raft of rail strikes. So oh, um, yeah, we're gonna have to. I think we may be living in Birmingham for several months. Good. What we and need. you sent me, a, and you know what, Sean? Stephen sent me a picture over the weekend yes. um, of the road to his home. Yes, that was covered in was that sheep lambs, lambing lambs, season. lambs. Yeah, lambing season. So the road was basically covered in lambs. They all got you have to Yeah, wait for them to. You got cranked over the lambs. That's beautiful. Yeah, it is quite yeah, incredible. Uh, we need Mark to arrange as he did while we were in Canada. Uh, outrageously large uh, pickup truck to to drive us to Birmingham. Yes, that, that, would, that would be, be cool. good. You like that, did you? That the guys, this this pickup truck was so large and so high off the ground, and I'm so short <laughs> that when I got out of the vehicle, every single time it was like a little free fall on a roller coaster. It was great. Plop. Yeah, it, it was, was great. It was quite like Wiley Coyote car. falling off a cliff. It was. Bo- <laughs> it was and I was beautiful. yet yet to hear a single Celine Dion track out of the uh, stereo system. I was not impressed. Yeah, that's because it's not on my phone. Well, that's just not good enough. And we listen yeah. to all these there's other radio stations. I think there's an iOS restriction that specifically says. <laughs> is that an Dion. option? Is it? Wow. Is that a Canadian only thing? It must be a Canadian restriction. Um, hey, listen. Coming up this week, we're going to be talking about the Arrive Can app because uh, Sean and I had some experience of this, and apparently uh, some of the uh, border agents, uh, when you're coming into the country in Canada, they're not very impressed at this app at all. So we're going to get into that yeah, conversation. It's, we got to talk about that yeah. because it's, uh, I, I don't know what the gripe is, but yeah. Well, I think a lot of it is quite simply to do with the fact a lot of people have no idea. Uh, and I did see this firsthand, actually, when we were on our travel. So we'll talk about that. Also, I've been buying again, guys. Oh, you're <laughs> going to be so amazed at what I bought this week. I, I want you to try and guess, okay? So you get one guess each. And I'll tell you after the break. So what do you think I bought this week? Mm. And I'll give you a clue. Hmm. This is something which I need for the equipment I own. Best clue I can give you. <laughs> need for the equipment that you own? Need. I've got a lot of equipment need. in the office yeah. here. Yeah. And I yeah. need this thing for it. All right. I'm going to say a, a UPS. That's an uninterruptible power oh, supply. That's a good. That's a good show. That's I thought so. Guess. I thought so. That's an yeah, excellent guess. Air condition. Air conditioning. Well, that's an even better <laughs> guess. That's next month's purchase. I think that is definitely coming in. Uh, no, nope. Neither of you are right. In fact, I will tell you after the short break. <gasps> cliffhanger. That's it's the best we can do to a cliffhanger here. Yes. Uh, so stick around. We'll talk about what I've been buying. Also, the Rive Can app and uh, lots more. Apparently, um, Mark Zuckerberg has been talking VR. How relevant is that to us as blind folks? Mark's going to give us the lowdown on that, and then we're going to tell him it's completely pointless. I, I mean Mark Aflalo, not Mark Zuckerberg. To be oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's, we've not got Mark Zuckerberg on. That I know of. Stick around! This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show. Honest. (laughs) It is. And the best thing is, I've been buying tech this week, but uh, not air conditioning, not in uninter... I can't say that. Uninterruptible... How do you say it? Uninterruptible. Yeah. Power supplies yeah. in Saskatchewan. Uh, <laughs> Lovely place, by the you're, way. You're so cute, Sean. He I'm he's, so, he's, he's like a little, he's adorable. Like a Ted. He's like a nice Ted. 
<laughs> you know, the sweary bear. Not like yeah. that, but the nice version. Yes, yeah. that's exactly right. Yeah, Come on, exactly. tell us what you bought. I'm, I'm partially bought. interested. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. A standing desk. Yeah, pointless. Absolutely what? pointless. pointless the worst a standing desk. Yeah, probably the worst purchase you've ever made. Because, one, you're not a yuppie. Yeah, you don't need a standing desk. You don't need to buy oh, into this. Yuppie, yuppie. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not. You'll be getting a file of facts next. A standing desk. What's that for? Is that because of your health and to try and uh, put a positive swing on your I sedentary lifestyle? To, I bet you it has nothing to do on that. All right. Okay, it, let's find okay, out. So here's the maybe, thing. maybe his watch told him to stand one twenty times. He's like, fine, I'll buy the desk. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, right? It's actually because. Um, so for the TV show, I always blame the TV show for any oh, purchase okay. I make, right? Because I always yeah. say, well, we need it for TV. We need a desk. So I've got, I need a space behind me where I can put my equipment on so I can show it to the lovely people on Double Okay, hang TV. on a second. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Go on, Mark. Oh, Lord. We're going to have to go into therapy. Okay. <clears throat> Sean, this is the problem with Stephen. Stephen, hang on. This is the problem. <laughs> Stephen, wait there. He, he, there are some people who fear change. Yes. <laughs> then there's Stephen Scott. <laughs> I embrace it. <laughs> yes. Not only does he embrace it, but he is never satisfied no, no. with his office setup. No. He has talked to me about reconfiguring the location of the desk in the office. Yep. Moving cameras, moving lights, mounting things on ceilings, changing into uh, another physical room in the home at the back of the house. Yes. Building an addition on the home for the purpose of using a studio. Building an addition on the back of the home. I think that was taken over by the hot tub. Yep. Um, the studio all of the above. I think one. we might have yes. talked about buying a shed and using the shed uh-huh. for the TV. Yep. He is never satisfied. Never satisfied. And I fear that I'm enabling this. Yes. And... I think that the only way to solve this, it's a very simple and easy way. It's going to be to cut your pay. Excellent. Yeah, I, 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 get, I get paid? I think, I think that would work. Right, okay. Yeah, I think if we limit the amount of funds in which you have to uh, go on these endeavors, $50, we may, we may <laughs> solve this problem. Yeah. Because that would, certainly, that would certainly cut the, the opportunity down to buy things. That is very true. That's number one. Number two, I have another solution. Yes. yes. Restrictions on his Amazon account. I don't like that idea. Yeah, well, uh, parental you, controls stuff, of some yeah, you're sort. You're not going to like this, Stephen. Stephen, this is, you know what? The road to recovery this is, will this have is some bumps. This is intervention time. You do the need to recovery down. will have some bumps. There will be uncomfortable moments that you're going to have to face head on. I don't like any of this. Like using the standing desk. Very uncomfortable. I will say I'm I'm the only person in the world who's bought a standing desk who will never stand at it. You understand this? Because. So what is this to rest your chin on? Yeah, exactly. That's right. <laughs> just like just when you go to, to the get your food you can, closer to you exactly, when you're you can eating. Raise that it's up. like you know what? I don't like that I have to lean in to eat my soup. I really want to bring the desk up and a little bit closer to me so I can just no. rest my chin on Wait, the bowl. You you're joking that. on that? Yeah, you say you're that. Joking. Yeah, I know I'm joking, but there's another purchase made this week. <laughs> it's very close to that. Anyway, carry on. Oh, what was? Oh, yes, my table. The table that you bought. My table, the, the, it, so it's one of these. What so, have you done? So, you know, you, you get these shopping channels, oh, right? My God. And I'm like, right, okay, so um, my wife and I, there's nothing on TV. We're saying, what will we watch? We've watched everything on Netflix. We've, we're bored of that. Sick of Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, Apple Plus. We're sick of all of them. So we stick on the shopping channels. And on the shopping channel, they're selling a number of things. I will say most of them we bought. And one of them was a table that you can sit at at your sofa, and when you sit back, you can pull the table in because the legs go under the sofa. Yeah. Basically, it brings the table to virtually under your chin, so you don't even have to lean forward to eat. I think it's a portable trough. I think, I think the actual name of it was the portable sofa trough. Exactly. That is exactly what it was. And it was a yeah. brilliant purchase. Along with, by the way, I also bought a breakfast sandwich maker, which... Um, <laughs> I have never made as much mess in my life with one of these things. It is not how they advertise it, guys. I'm telling you now. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? It's like a, a sandwich toasty maker. I've got eight of those things <laughs> in my kitchen drawer. They, they, they're terrible. You they put never in, You work. put the bottom half of the muffin in. You put in your sausage patty. You put in your cheese. Then you lower down the other half. Then you break an egg. And then you put the top of the muffin in. You squeeze it all together. Mm-hmm. Cook it for five minutes. Yep. Throw it away. 
And then, you know, you end up in the toilet the rest of the day because you've not cooked it properly. <laughs> uh, it, it was not a good idea, to be honest. Just like, which brings us back to the terrible standing desk. Well, no, hang on. So my terrible standing desk is a brilliant idea because it means I can put it out of the way and I've got it there and I can pull it out as I need it. It's got a drawer in it, guys. It's got storage built in. <sighs> it's, got, it's got USB power. I can charge my devices with it. Yeah. Do you What's know not how much a, like USB, a, a USB port is? You know, a little plug you can get with multiple yeah, USBs, fast here. charging. I've got one yeah. on my existing desk here. Yeah. I put it on myself. Okay. Right. Cool. I, I honestly don't get the point of these. What? Well, look, just, I, just need, I, need a, I need an extra desk in order to do my overhead shots and my, my camera stuff, right? So that's why I needed a desk. Let me just double check so that I with thought, Mark. Does he, Mark? He does. Yes. Is this, he does. This is he his does. fault. Okay. So yeah. All right. I need that. But I thought, you know what? I may as well get a standing desk because it gives me some opportunity to, uh, you know, raise the desk or lower the desk as I require. <laughs> oh, great. oh, great. The point is, if it's got a plug in it and USB ports, I'm buying it. <laughs> That's yes. what you're saying. It could have been any desk, but no. Uh, now, I'm going to take a wild stab in the dark that this is quite an expensive piece of furniture as well. Um, not really. $300? Yeah, that's expensive. Okay. I mean, to be fair, have you seen the price of desks? Yeah. I mean, regular 20, desks are like expensive. $20 in the, the cheap catalogue no, shop. Yes. No, no. That's tiny little terrible desks. You want something with a bit of girth to it. Oof, I'm out, Mark. <laughs> He said I, girth. I, mean, I can't. Anyway, that's been my purchase of the week. I'm sorry that's terrible. excited you all. Mark, have you got a standing desk? I don't. No, no okay. I don't. I think, I think that, yeah. was that a fad? Is that over with? No. Well, yes, probably. Yeah, I mean, okay, I will, I will say that as, as someone who enjoys buying accessories, um, I love the fact that you also have to buy, you know what, well, you don't have to buy, <laughs> but I obviously <laughs> will buy the standing mat that goes with it. Because you can't just stand on a carpet, guys, or, or a tile. I mean, you must stand on the standing mat so that your feet are protected as you stand there at your standing Protected desk. from? Um, the, the cold, the uh, right. DVT. You're, you're a ridiculous man. Moving on. <sighs> Should we talk about the Arrive Can app? Please. So when we went to Canada, we were told we needed to get the Arrive Can app in order to get into the country, right? You've got to use this. And it was... You know, I thought actually pretty accessible. It was a decent app. It Your thoughts? Easy. Yeah. Well, it was easy, wasn't it? I mean, it was a um, simple app to use. Well, did you guys find it easy? Like, it, was, it wasn't really a problem. Like, they didn't ask anything special other than vaccination well, information. Well, and... well, two things. I mean, one, the information they ask for, which is very simple and very basic. I mean, yes, they do ask for proof of your vaccination, which was fine. And, and, but I think the key thing is, is that an accessible app? Now, I remember we covered this on the show way back. And when we talked about it initially, there were some significant issues with the app in terms of accessibility. That clearly has been addressed, uh, which Correct. it needs to be. I mean, for this kind of app, if it's so important, it needs to be accessible. Otherwise, blind people are not going to get in the country. Simple as that. Yeah. Um, that's how you're keeping all the blind people out, Mark. It's shocking. I, I'm, I'm willing to bet that a lot of the issues that the, the border protection people are having with it have nothing to do with the app itself and the experience of using the app. I think it might have to do with getting people to actually use it. And that's the issue this week. One. So that's what's come up this week, that there's been an issue with Border yeah. Force agents saying that they're having real issues with this. And you're absolutely right, because they've become technical support. Everyone's coming to them and saying, uh, what do I do here? When we were at the airport, when... It's not even how to use it. It's just, what do I do? Yeah. And, and let me... Can I kind of walk you through <clears> two <throat> scenarios here? Because there's, there's, a, there's obviously the two biggest scenarios in which you're going to use this, air and driving, right? Yeah. So if you're coming in by air, I can't imagine they have much problem with it. And the reason I say that is because when you land in Canada, you go through customs, mm. Canadian customs. There's a queue. There's a big lineup. And there's these terminals where you can go fill out all the information um, or download the app before you even hit, hit the border protection people. And there are airport personnel there who can help you and are there to help you and guide you before you even get to the customs agent. I'll let you finish, so but I can't, I'll come back to that. Yeah, so I can't imagine that there's much drama there for the customs person that meets the people at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Like when they, by the time they get there, their issues have been troubleshooted. For the most part, driving, however, there's nobody to help you. Right. So the second you get to that window, 
if you've done it properly, they have your information on file. The second they pull up your name, they see that you filled it out. But that is probably the point of most failure where people, oh, I didn't realize I need to do this. I have to do this. And then they then they're sitting there with a person and that person now has to walk them through it. So that's where I see probably the most gripe here. Well, you'd be right if that was a perfect world. But in the airport when we arrived in Canada. Steady. Well, I mean, let's be honest. You'll get us banned. We We may want to go back. We did have issues. We did have some issues with it because not so much with the ArriveCan app. No. But certainly with that touchscreen system that you had to use before you get to the border agent, because that was not an accessible tool, right? So someone had to do that for us. Now, we did have Jane with us, which was fine for us. But if you're a blind guy traveling alone, then that's going to be a challenge. Now, whether people are in to help, there was one guy who seemed completely run off his feet, who was willing to help, but didn't seem mm. to have the time. Um, yeah. Or didn't even seem to understand what we were asking him to do, which was like, I mean... You know, there's only one purpose for me standing here in front of this screen, and that is to fill out whatever information the screen wants me to write down or or put in. And yeah. could you help me with that? I mean, was this? I, I was struggling I, to understand if it was I, me. I or... like how you 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 framed that, Stephen. That he was, of course, rushed off his feet, and you know, just trying to help everyone at the same time. My view was that I met two of the most grumpy, uh, angry, and disinterested people I've ever met in my life when it came to going through that section, the woman who actually saw my arrive can app at the end was basically like the receptionist from monsters Inc. She was the most disinterested, <laughs> angry woman that no matter how I tried to do my winning blind man oh, smile, just absolutely hated me for no reason. And uh, yes, the same with that guy. It was awful. I want to go back and watch Monsters Inc. Now I can't remember that scene. But... <laughs> yeah, I know that. I know. I know. I know who you're talking about. She's the glasses, and she's right. Yeah, that's the one. But that's that's oh. what border agents are like. They're meant to be. Like are that. they? Oh, okay. They're not meant to be I thought nice. I thought it was going to be all happy, smile. Welcome to Canada, and it was the... no, no. Yep, these these not. these their job is unfortunately to deal with. All of you and all of me and everybody yeah, returning to the country. Well, what's and wrong with that? Yeah, you might be great, but they don't expect greatness. They expect the worst. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I wink. And to most her, of the time, smiled. and they do get it. People coming off like eighteen-hour flights and Grumpy. not necessarily the most smiliest people in the world. It's funny because at one point they used to be so concerned about what you're bringing into the country. Now it's just it's all the vaccination and the yeah. and the COVID stuff, which is. They couldn't care less what you're bringing. Unless you have fruit, don't bring fruit into the country. No, no but there's, so, there's no like chance of that. <laughs> Absolutely no Fish chance. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. that's But fine. I have a standing desk. Exactly. I've got a standing desk. I must eat fruit. No bananas. So um, that arrived can app, I filled it in, and it was easy. There was about five or six steps. It was, you know, what? Was that the one? Because there was a couple I had to do. Those apps. Was, was that the one? Well, there was the, that, uh, and you had to fill in your ESTA form, which we did. That's that right, yes. Visa. So it was just, you know, when you had your uh, vaccination. Can, can I just say, look, on this on this app, and, and this is, again, I'm generalizing a little bit here, but I will say this. When blind people travel, there is an incredible amount of thought that goes into that process. And we do, re- do, we do do our research and we do the work in advance because we all know what happens if we don't. Because for your average user of an app like this, it's going to take five minutes of their time. There was one guy at the airport, for example. He's standing there and the, the lady asks him, do you have the ArriveCan app? Can I see what you've entered into this? What's the ArriveCan app? Was his response. And mm-hmm. she said, okay, so you need to go and download this. You need to fill it all out. And thankfully we had the time. But he was off and doing that in a few minutes. If that was you or I, Sean, that's half an hour to an hour, right? We've got to download this thing. We've got to go yep. through the process, find all the faults of the app along the way. You know, How many times did we hit yeah. barriers along the way with that? So we've got to be prepared. And I think we are, as blind people, a bit more prepared at this kind of stuff. Because we need to be, I think, you know, I'm not going to say all sighted people walk around, you know, completely ignorant of what they need to do. But frankly, they don't often read the, the full instructions. And um, I just think blind people are better. So there you go. In, in every single <laughs> way. <laughs> the Arrive Can app is oh all God. I'm saying from an accessibility point of view, at least on the iPhone. That's the only experience I had. Yes. Was absolutely fine. There was no problems when it came I can't, to accessibility. I can't doubt that, that it would be any. any Did you, in your travels, though, on your way to Canada, do you recall them reminding you several hundred times to download this app and use it? No. And you're going to need it? No. Okay. No. Because never. 
living in the country, they don't stop reminding you that you're going to need to do this on the way back in. Like oh, it's drilled into your head. There's commercial campaigns. There's stuff on the airlines. They, that, so I'm I'm kind of surprised that you didn't get it as drilled in as we do. No, here. and I can understand and maybe why that's would miss part it. of the problem. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, maybe I would that's have part no of the problem. The other, the other thing is, that, and tell me if this is the same where you guys live, but is there a, a staffing shortage? Are people oh. complaining that there's not enough workers? Well, in in this country, I mean, our country's. Well, the UK is screwed. I mean, it's basically screwed because you've got the, the issues with COVID, but also you have Brexit. And we lost so much yeah. in terms of staff. And it's very hard to quantify which one is the, the bigger problem. But basically, both of them have caused a lot of people well, so, to get out of the workforce. So the biggest thing here, and it's funny, it's not only here, it's in the US as well. I'm hearing it a lot. Is, is this that we don't have enough people, restaurants. I mean, when we were in, in, in Regina, the restaurant told us, oh, we can't be open on Sundays and Mondays anymore because we just don't have enough people to work. Where these people have gone, I don't know. But that that's probably lends itself to the problem is they don't have enough people yeah. to just sit there at the border and wait for you to have problems or other people to have problems to use this app. So that's this is where I think it all really stems from. I, I, worry, to, I worry about the state of restaurants in the world today because, you know, where will Instagram influencers, you know, have their next meal they can tell the rest of the world about if they can't? Well, they'll have to learn yeah. how to make it themselves. Stephen. Oh, well, that's, for, that's never going to happen, yeah. is it? Not only that, they're going to have to, you know, present it to people on standing desks and uh, show how to eat it with your with your chin in the actual bowl because of the I way just thought of my you Instagram position account. those desks. This is what my Instagram account has to be: just doing Ladies things and that nobody else does. Stephen Scott's Instagram account. This is what it's going to be. It's going to be his chin resting in bowls of food. I still say that me staring angrily at a, a TikTok viewer um, for possibly I don't know however long a TikTok video lasts. Mm. I think would be an absolutely brilliant channel. Just just me staring angrily back at you. The angry you, Scottish stare. starer. Exactly, yeah. just angrily stare at you whilst you stare But you're back so at me. lovable. How could you? That, course, I know. Exactly. I, can't imagine, I can't imagine angry Stephen Scott face. Couldn't possibly imagine it. I'm so beautiful and friendly. <laughs> Yeah, I think the big issue. Sorry, let's go back. The, the big issue with the arrive counter, like Mark says, I don't think it's the actual app itself. It's people sort of. Um, I, I heard someone while I was there as well saying, I can't get into my email, so I can't sort of get the registration or something. So mm, uh, it's all yeah. those sort of things where it's just the everyday problems with people not really being that into tech, right? It, it's that sort yeah. of thing. It does showcase the problems. I mean, and, and a lot of people are not into tech. You know, a lot of people use no, their phones, imagine, you know what, what they use it for. Just, it. just thinking out loud here, imagine the people who are coming in from other countries who were not planning on having data on their phone active or didn't have a roaming mm-hmm. plan and suddenly have to spend, I don't know, $100 in roaming data I think to that's download exactly, an ArriveCan app. That's exactly what happened to that individual, wasn't it? That They had the same problem. They, they didn't have any data no, to be right. able to download the app and do anything. I mean, it's... As soon it, as I got tricky. to Canada, it would have cost me, it was £5, which would be, what, about 8 $9 a megabyte to use my data wow. as soon as I touched down. So uh, yeah, that turn got turned on the, off. Uh, turn on the data, and suddenly you're up to like fifty dollars in yeah, about three exactly. seconds. Yeah, unbelievable. Because you don't realize how much data your phone is constantly sucking in from the internet, right? No, I do. I watch it every <laughs> single month. I oh, I my mother-in-law's phone is on my plan. This woman does not have to know how to connect to a Wi-Fi hotspot if it if her oh, life dear. depended on it. Right let alone the one in her house that I've connected to millions of times. Oh, the one you constantly torture her with by playing music and scary sounds. That's her echo. Yeah, yeah that's, that's story. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, it's so nice. It's a loving... I've, I've a loving son in, by the way. She's a wonderful woman. You stop that. There you go. That's your Anyhow. Talk. Moving on. Um, <laughs> wow, that went quiet very quickly. Uh, well, uh, right. I, I, be- sorry, yes. just quickly before we move on, because Stephen, you used the digital boarding cards as well. So this whole using digital for travelling documents... You think it's a good thing then or what? Yes. Bye in a minute. Double Tap Canada will be back after this. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now, back to the show. Yeah, let's get back to it then. Uh, so I have Sean, I have Mark with me this week. Uh, you were asking me, I kind of cut you off earlier, but uh, you were asking me about digital boarding cards. Uh, I no, will I'm say, not, I'm you, not know, you know, you. what is brilliant about that is that I'm not obviously, interested. yeah, but look, I, other people are, right? It's not all about you, oh. Priest. Okay, sorry, carry on. But I will say that you know, it's a very good way of doing it. There's one downside, though, and that was when we were moved on to another flight, 
I thought that the boarding passes would just update, but they don't. Then they give you back paper boarding passes for the next flight. And that, yeah, that's that where the, there's a deficiency there. Yeah. Yeah, there's a major deficiency there because you check in online and then you go in. And I like checking in with a with a person because my wife has allergies. I want to make sure that's on the file. Mm-hmm. I have to drop off my bags. And I also I get priority boarding. So they have to put labels and stuff on, on stuff. So I, I recently uh, I don't even bother checking in with the app anymore because I know they're going to give me a paper version, yeah. which is fine, because to be perfectly honest, I don't want somebody else touching my phone. I don't want somebody else, you know, That's a good hitting point. my screen. And, and yeah. actually, I um, I learned the hard way with this one, but I had it on my watch. And I thought, oh, this is really cool. You know, I've got my boarding pass on yeah, my watch. But they can't scan that for their life. No, because the, the devices that you use, you have to put your hand right under. And you can't. It's impossible. To, it's yeah. only built, really, to put a passport under or the boarding pass itself. So it's it's kind of pointless. We're not we're not there yet. The, the, the airports certainly aren't up to date with this. I, I don't know how you can be there. How many airports must there be around the world? Uh, well, there's, there's you know, there are companies, there's a company called CETA, S-I-T-A, that really does a lot of really cool innovation in airports, and they're working really hard, and I've been trying to get, get them on the show <laughs> to talk about their touchless experience that uses mm. biometrics. It uses, like, you, you submit your passport, and it uses, you know, facial recognition as you walk through gates and areas of the airport, and it knows that you're there. It just literally scans your face. And I think that might be the future of it. The problem is, is that CETA operates everywhere outside of North America. They don't actually operate in Canada or the U.S., even though they're based. Oh, wow. Uh, they have offices here, which is interesting. Um, and no one travels there, they, right? So, you know, why would you no, want to be no, in North no, America? No one travels here. But they've, they've, you know, a lot of the baggage systems they pioneered and they own the IP for uh, a lot of the, you know, touchless experiences, especially during COVID. Some really cool stuff they're doing. They even got these great, like, control centers in airports where you can see, like, a heat map of where the traffic is at given times of the day so you could figure out how to optimize, you know, flow of passengers and stuff. Pretty cool stuff they're doing. The one app that I've not had a chance to download, we didn't use assistance on the travels um, except for me coming home. Uh, because I was coming back myself, but we didn't use assistance. But if you do want to use assistance, and one app that is going around at the minute that is, um, I'm seeing it all over my Twitter feed. I don't know if it's just because I'm um, interested in this, or you know, because I've followed them, and suddenly I'm getting lots and lots of ads about it. But it's called PRM Assist. It's a new app, and it is for arranging assistance if you're disabled going to an airport, and. We're going to try and get them on the show at some point to talk about this, and we'll get some people on to maybe talk about it. If you've used the app, maybe you've tried it yourself, let us know. Get in touch with us here, feedback at ami.ca. I'd love to hear what you think about it, because the idea here is that you can use this app for any journey you're going on. Oftentimes, we have to contact the airline directly, or we have to contact the airport directly, depending on how it's laid out, how assistance is served. Is it the airline itself that's doing it? Is it the airport itself? It can be different in different places. So, and and also trying to get hold of these people sometimes, especially as you were saying earlier, Mark, you know, there's just not that many staff around these days. No one seems to be around. So getting access to people to actually speak to on a phone can be quite challenging. So this app is trying to solve that problem by being the kind of middle guy in amongst all this. Uh, So PRM Assist is the app. Um, Go try it out. Uh, if you're going on a flight, I'm not in the near future, but if you are going on a flight and you maybe want to try it, you can let us know how you got on. Uh, you can email us, as I say, feedback at ami.ca. I'd love to hear what people have got to say. But Sean, you know, assistance at airports, I just, I always like to make this point. As good as it is, um, we are sadly treated like pieces of luggage when you go to an airport. We don't get the joy of the airport that a lot of people have because of assistance. I don't know how you've, about no, this. I, I think I think it's great. I think we, here here we are. We've got um, we are equal with everyone else, right? Because everyone's treated like cattle at airport, aren't they? It's just shoved here and there. I, I don't think it's any different. It is slightly, as with any assistance. I hate it when you're you're sat there or stood there waiting for assistance, and someone walks up to you with a wheelchair, and you say, "Actually, I don't need a wheelchair. Um, you know, it's, it, that's not the problem. I just need a bit of." guidance really um but it's it's not really about that it's about they just want to move you like a piece of luggage to wherever you got to go go next in the easiest fastest well i'll say that i'll say this about the wheelchair right because there have been occasions where it's happened to me and i've been told by the staff member look by the time it takes us to walk there i can get you there in half the time 
Yes. And and there have been times I've said, okay, do you know what? Fine. If it's the buggy, I prefer the buggies, if I'm honest. I, I, oh, I love I, the buggies. Everyone loves the buggies, right? Because you don't feel like, uh, how do you say this? It's just, I, I don't need a wheelchair, so I don't need to be in one. Um, there's nothing no, wrong with being it, in a wheelchair. I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea of what I mean by that. But it's just, it's, it's not something I need. It almost feels like I imposter need. syndrome, right? Well, it I, does, because it's wrong, yeah. right? We don't need a wheelchair. We can walk. But, but at the same time, if it's easier for them to get us through the airport, if you're on a connecting flight and it takes you know, five minutes to get there versus 10 or 15 for me to walk it, then you know what? Okay, fine. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm, I'm with that. I'm but, not, but can I just I, say, on, on regards to the actual assistance, or what I mean by piece of luggage is what happens to me is if I'm on my own, and certainly I used to travel a lot before the pandemic, you would have, you turn up at the airport, you would go to the assistance desk, someone would take you through security and take you straight to your gate. Now you think to yourself, well, that's brilliant. That's, that's perfect, right? But let's say you arrive two hours early for your flight and you think to yourself, yeah. I quite fancy getting some breakfast or I kind of like a meander around some of the stores, you know, see what, see what the shops have got to offer. That's not really an option. Because the assistance person will say to you, well, look, I don't know where you are, so how am I going to come back and get you? And also, they may not have someone able to come back and get me to take me to the gate. So then you have this question of, well, do I do that or do I just go and sit at the gate for two hours? And, you know, I have had wonderful assistants where they've tried to, you know, like, okay, look, tell you what, here, we'll meet in the middle. I'll take you to the gate and I'll get you some breakfast and I'll bring it to you. Yeah. But then it's like... You want to go to a restaurant, you know, you're going to an airport, you want a bit of an experience, but they're going to a shopping mall, taken straight to the shop, straight to the checkout where you're going, you know, given the items you want and then taken back out again. It'd be like, yeah, but I'd like to experience the other elements here, the other aspects of it. And I do feel missing- we're, we're kind of let down on that front. And, and th- there, there are point. ways to fix this. Is there though? That's the thing, right? Okay. If you want that level of, basically you want someone with you all the time, right? You want a, you want a, a guide. No, not necessarily. To, to, to no, I, just, I, want, I want someone to leave me at, say, a coffee shop, give me a yeah. general overview of where I am. So here's, here's what happened to me. The last time I travelled in, I think it was actually the CES trip. I think it was that. Maybe it wasn't. But it was, I was going to Glasgow Airport, and I'd gone in, and they said to me, we're trying out this new system. Uh, what we're doing is we're giving you a kind of buzzer type thing and um, you can push this button on it, and wherever, and it'll tell me exactly where you are in the airport. Clever. And what happened was that it meant they could leave me at the restaurant. I could go for a wander about, and then when they needed, or when I needed to go back, or even if I just needed wanted to, you know, go, I could push the button. Equally, they would come and find me if it was time to go. So I, you know, was in one of the the, the electrical stores wandering around as I do, you know, deciding sure. what my next purchase will be. And um, the guy came up to me, said, okay, we're ready to go. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. And it just felt a little bit better than being just handed off or just chucked at a gate and left. Equally, Do you want? equally, that seems fantastic to me. There's Ira. And I'm seeing a lot of blind people now who are trying to find their way. And I think this is an interesting discussion because I think when you, it comes to using something like Ira, that means you're not using the designated assistance, right? So you're kind of not, you're going it alone. And I wonder what people think about this, because for me, that feels a bit more nerve-wracking, because I can have Ira, and Ira can help me you know, navigate my way through an airport. Yes, it can help me find the gate, can help me find information. That's brilliant. If I do need assistance, where do I get it? If I need a physical person, where do I find them? If my phone dies or my you know, connection goes wonky, Where is the assistance? And that's the problem because then someone will say to you, well, you should have booked assistance in the first place and then we're right back to the beginning of the Snakes and Ladders game. Well, that's what you do though, isn't it? I mean, you go back to the original scenario there of someone just taking you to A to B and plonking you there and leaving you and then just coming back when it's time to go. Uh, And in the meantime of that, when you're sat there for two hours at the gate or I don't know, wherever you want to be, then you can go for a wander around using Ira. Well, the problem is, as is often the case, the gate is usually quite a bit far on. So, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you're not, I don't know, but most airports tend to, you know, once you've gone through security, you're kind of in the shopping part, if there is one, and then you go through to the gates, which is often, a, a, you know, a bit of a journey, you know, down a, a bit of a, 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 how many, you know, travelators and what ways you go through. It's true. It can be an it's absolute just a, mile I, away. I feel, you know, Mark, you travel with the family, you, I know you've got upcoming holidays and stuff, you know, you go to the airport, it's part of the experience, right? 
Yeah, I mean, when you travel often, you get annoyed with the experience as much. It's not really an enjoyable experience mm-hmm. unless your gate is right there. Like, I, I enjoy traveling within Canada because I know that the airport's not that big here in Montreal, so I'm not going to be walking for miles. I'm not going to be trying to wait in giant lines at either Starbucks or Tim Hortons or whatever to get food. There's not much that I can really roam and go about. But I know the airports that you guys go through, like Heathrow. I mean, I've gotten lost in Heathrow mm. Airport. I mean, the amount of stuff you can do there. Yeah. You can buy a Rolex. You can, yeah, you can, it's wild. You can go to Harrods. You can go have a wonderful meal. Um, it, It's easy to get distracted, and I think that's an enjoyable experience. It's kind of fun when you're traveling to go through places like that. Um, but I, I find it, it it's somewhat cumbersome. Like you just want to sometimes just get where you're going. But can you, you know, but can uh, you imagine the scenario? And this is what I'm getting at. Can you imagine the scenario where I'm telling you, you go into the airport, Mark, go and visit this desk. They will take you through security to your gate. And as you're walking, you're hearing all the, you're smelling all the smells, you're setting all the sense of all the stores and everything else. You're getting taken past all of that. Forget Tim Hortons, forget Starbucks. Doesn't matter how many people on the line. You ain't going in it because you're going straight. Yeah, no, to your that would annoy me. That's really that would annoying. Me off. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. Yeah. And that's where that's where I knowing get that to. you're there two hours, three hours ahead of time, yeah. and you just yeah. so you've got all there. this time to just sit there. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. And and you and know, it's, 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 I don't know what the solution is. And to, to to me, the only simple solution is to do it independently, which means rely on something like Irish on. But which is fine for the most part. Again, uh, you need to make sure you've got Wi-Fi in there because uh, trying to get sometimes trying to get mobile data coverage inside any building to that matter is difficult so you'd have to make sure you're connected to a wi-fi connection to make a stable ira call um but it would work i'd look i think most of the time it's a case of simply charming your assistant isn't it <laughs> you know what i mean a bit of a nod a bit of a wink a bit of a squeeze steady now be careful with okay that. so but, it's in the 1970s and sean yes Paul. it is no 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 i don't mean any of that no no wow. stop it no what i'm talking about is Getting to know them, you know, be friendly with them, talk to them like a normal human being, and that way they're they're, they're more than happy to help for most things, aren't they? But the case is uh, that they they have a lot of people to help, and usually they are rushed off their feet. Mm. But I think if they can do it, they will do it. I don't think there's an easy answer, is what I'm saying. Either you have someone who's with you for the entire duration of your stay in the airport, and uh, I mean, do they have the staff levels to do that? I, I don't not. know. And no. Is that a good use of their time anyway? I, I think the actual the the carrying around the mobile button to you know, the mobile call button. Mm. I see that's a really good idea. Or just give us a number for yours. Says, "Hey, I'm, I'm just call." Well, me. that's that would be even better, right? Just have a phone number you can call. Uh, just on, on the last point about Ira, um, there are a number of airports in the U.S. now in Canada. I would think Toronto is one of them. Um, I think Montreal might be as well, and certainly in the U.K. there are a number of airports that are Ira access zones which means you don't need to have any extra minutes. You're not using your minutes for that. The IRA Access locations will give you as much time. So you could be on with an agent the entire journey. And if you're on the Wi-Fi, you should be okay. But make sure you take a battery charger with you, for goodness sake. (laughs) Uh, Right, look, stick around. We'll be back with more. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. This is Double Tap Canada. Now back to the show. Now, talking travel this week, I don't know quite how we ended up on this, but yeah, talking travel. I mean, next week it's trains for you and I, Sean. They're much easier to manage. Trains are fun. I like trains. Um, well, they're, yeah, they're quicker. There's less lines on trains. We're saying this before, we're, we may be jinxing ourselves here because <laughs> yeah, there's well. strikes are plenty coming up over here in the UK. But yeah, I, I gotta say, the assistance on trains over here is absolutely amazing. I won't say I've never had a problem because course there's sometimes when no one comes to pick you up and that is the worst feeling in the world because you don't know where to go and especially everyone just jumps off the train and all of a sudden it's a ghost town and you're left there all on your own waiting for assistance and no one turns up that's that's terrible but on the whole um i think we've got so much better when it comes to travel assistance well it's interesting when i was telling some people in canada when we were over about the experience we have in the uk i think it's very different in canada and I, I guess, Mark, I, I don't know, I know Montreal has the underground system, the metro system, um, and I, I think in Toronto there's a similar option as well. There's there's the light rail and all that kind of stuff. I, I don't understand what all those things are, but essentially they are all these different kind of different rail links, local, I guess, rail links. But, you know, certainly it doesn't seem to be quite as widespread. The UK has got a fantastic rail infrastructure, um, 
despite the complaints we always have about it. But we seem to have trains that go everywhere. Every town has a train station. Because we've got a small country, much. right? Well, that's partly yeah, it. No, yeah, no, we we don't we definitely don't have that that robust of a rail system. You've got your local what they call commuter rail, mm. which you know will get you out to the suburbs and stuff like that, but not not as crazy. I mean, Toronto is better is better. Ontario is better off at that than we are. Um, but they have started to build a light rail system here that's going to connect more and more of the suburbs on the island. But you guys definitely have a, a much better situation when it comes to that, and you also have a better climate for it too. Well, yeah, but well, our, our, yeah. our extremities are not well. That, yeah, I will say Daddy. though, if you if you live in the UK, uh, our um, our rail service can collapse at any given second based on a gust of wind. Uh, in fact, I was actually wanting to yes. ask something, uh, Sean, because I was a bit concerned the other day. I was reading about a, a place in England called Cornwall, which is very popular with tourists, and it's a lovely part of England. And uh, I was reading that uh, on the line somewhere in Cornwall, a massive shed ended up on the line. Um, and I was just wondering, Sean, are you all right? Can you I just check so. outside that shed and make sure there's not a train coming at you right now? <laughs> a shed on the line. I've heard of leaves on the line. Trains delayed because of leaves on the line. Never a shed. That that was quite some hurricane or something. I didn't get on there. <laughs> well, you know, the weather's not been the best. It's been a bit blowy. Um, so clearly Someone the shed... Someone just built it there. Some, someone's emptied out that shed, probably preparing for a trip to the dump to <laughs> yes. get rid of all the rubbish. And, um, you know, the shed's just blown away. <laughs> I was a bit concerned about you, though, because oh I thought, that's, uh, that's Sean's shed. For yes, sure. No, uh, Mark, Thank you. we're going to get into this properly in the next couple of weeks, because I know that, that VR is back in the conversation. Uh, Tim Cook, apparently, just this week, has put out a note saying, uh, get ready for an announcement. Um, but no details. Oh, to has what, he? Well, just, just like a very oh. vague announcement saying, you know, look out, something's coming. A bit like if Sean opens that uh, shed door. Yeah. Um, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it does seem as if we're, we're back into this topic of VR. Um, I, I'm still bemused by this obsession that, that these companies have for VR. I mean, where does it all coming from? It's interesting. Um, it always I, seems to come along, die, out, come back, die, come back, die. I mean, yeah, you know, I thought it might pick up during COVID. I thought that it was, you know, it'd be a great opportunity for for schools to use VR as a learning experience, bring people to locations and educate them and really immerse them in a way that they wouldn't be able to on Zoom. But it didn't happen. I was kind of surprised. But, you know, that being said, uh, Mark Zuckerberg released a video this week, and I think it's in response to people questioning um, all the, all the you know, tens of millions or billions of dollars that they're spending on VR or wondering where it's going to. Mm. And he actually showcased a bunch of different headset concepts and talked about the the various elements of VR that are important. Resolution, uh, in, increased depth of field, um, focus, all this stuff. And then he showcased, uh, he held these prototypes, he showed them on screen, these prototypes that they've been working on. So it, it kind of validates what they're doing, I guess. And it, it I guess the conversation as you said, it's very cyclical. You know, we're hearing Apple Glass and augmented reality. I think we're getting back to a stage where people are getting a little bit more interested in it because of also the metaverse and all those concepts. Mm. But, you know, I, I fear from the accessibility point of view that this is something that is really, unless someone really figures out how to make something like this really accessible, this is a really important piece of the technology puzzle that are going to leave out a really, really big piece of the of the audience, I think, unless they figure out a way to make these really accessible. And I think that technology really exists. It's all about, you know, the audio experience, right? Absolutely. And visual as well. I mean, the people who are low vision who could benefit from this, but part of that is what that looks like. So interesting, you talk about resolution, depth of field and all these things that are equally as important, I guess, to someone with low vision. So I think about Dave Brown, who, you know, on the morning show here on AMI, you know, so he has got low vision, he could benefit from this, but he would need large text, he would need to get good contrast options. So it's good to build that into it as well. So it's not just about voice, although audio is going to be equally as important in amongst that. And actually, that can benefit everybody. I mean, there's, I'm noticing a lot more of uh, use of soundscapes these days. Sean, you and I know this from the app itself called Soundscape, um, which is very useful for navigation. And it's much yep. better than a voice shouting left or right you actually have that soundscape in your head using something like Bose Frames or the AirPods 3, which has got the spatial audio built in, that allow you to get that sense of direction just through sound, just through beeps, just through um, any kind of soundscape, frankly. That that can be really beneficial. And VR, I think, can, can certainly use a lot of that um, in its design. But how functional it can all be, I think time's going to tell. This is a very early days um, 
platform in the same way that iPhone was a platform, in the same way Apple yeah, Watch is, is a it, platform. What is it going to be? That's the thing I think. But that's because the that's 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 not to be decided yet, though, is it? I mean, that's what we're working towards. But no, we're building exactly. the platform. The, the well, key the is initial... that it has to be accessible first, and then let's build on top of that. Yeah, but I mean, that's kind of a good thing. As much as people would like to bash Apple, um, that's kind of why I'm quite excited that they are working in this field because you can sort of expect a product that they bring out to be accessible. And I'm going yes. to be interested to see how they do that, how they go about it, because let's be honest, no one knew how to make a smartphone, touchscreen smartphone, accessible apart from Apple. If it wasn't for Apple, we would be in all sorts of trouble when it comes to touchscreens right now. Uh, when, when it came to the gesture system and, and working out absolutely amazing work. So, uh, yeah, I'm quite happy that Apple are in this space. But all it's going to be is presenting information in, in a wearable format. So there's no reason why it can't be accessible. The only thing is, when you were talking about some sort of gaming maybe, then that's more difficult because it is more heavily reliant on the visuals. So, um, but for everyday use, what, what are we going to be using wearables for? Are they going to be identifying objects, in which case that's audible as well? We can make use of that, telling us how far away things are, uh, whether people are wearing masks, the door detection in iOS, for example. All that is perfectly accessible. So I'm excited by VR, but it's very early days. Yeah, well, it is early days. But, you know, you're talking about examples of things that are already in place, right? Yes. That we're using our phones for. And I think we want to get to a point where we don't have to use our phones and we want to be using something wearable, That's you know, exactly like glasses right. or whatever else. It's an yes. interesting time, and it's going to be a really interesting platform to see developers build on. We haven't seen it yet from Apple. Um, maybe it's coming. Maybe we'll find out later this year. I think they're desperate to push this out. And, you know, we, well, we you had are. To, well, we had James Rath on the show, who was at WWDC a couple of weeks ago, and he was saying, you know, it just felt like a bit of an empty space. Um, yes. There could have been more in there, and it felt like something was missing. So was the missing piece AR? just wasn't ready for prime time yet. We'll find out. Anyway, we're back next week. Mark is away next week. We're going to be at Site Village in Birmingham. We'll come from there next week, and uh, we'll join you for that then. Uh, for now, though, thanks for listening. Mark, Sean, thank you. Thank you. Hi. Bye. Thanks for listening and keep your feedback coming. Call 1-844-971-1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at Double Tap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.